BarkBox is a great way to spoil your pet at an affordable price. Sign up, and every month you'll get a fresh box of treats and chew toys, all specifically matched to your dog's size, weight, and health. Go to www.barkbox.com slash to get one month of free goodies on a multi-link plan. That's $35 worth of presents for your pup just for signing up at www.barkbox.com slash Welcome back to Sin Movino. Hello. It's good to have you guys here with us. It is. Travis Bud, T-Bud. Your boy in the house, off the easy for Sheezy Breezy. And Taylor Owens. <laughs> Hello. T-O. Yes. And my name is Todd Wofford. And... Tittle Withs. And uh, this continues our summer of chaos. Um, we're looking at the Iron Giant. Whose choice was this? Travis. This is Travis. Is. Travis. This little yes. guy. Yeah. This is a lovely film. That makes sense for your character. I can see that. Wow. It really um, does. But, uh, yeah, I, was, I haven't seen this in a long time, so I've been very curious to go back. I never saw it. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll be very curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so we are drinking Matua uh, Pinot Noir. It tastes very Matua. <laughs> Thank you. This. Uh, so the random wheel picker uh, did uh, Cheap Red, which I reinterpreted as affordable red, uh, which in modern times it used to be under 10 bucks was cheap. Yeah, you know, but now it's like, you know, inflation and whatnot. Fifteen, I think, is more yeah. affordable. So um, I went with a fourteen ninety nine uh, New Zealand Pinot. Uh, if, if for hot weather, like most of the world right now is pretty hot. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's hundred plus here. Uh, Pinot Noir is a red that you can drink chilled. Yeah, it's one of the few reds that you can actually put some chill to. So the Beaujolais is another good example. I've heard. Some people say Syrah. Put a chill to any red if you're brave enough. <laughs> exactly. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Sitting outside, this, this red wine's going to get two cubes. <laughs> I mean, you can be who you want to be. Yeah. 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 In living color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a good, um, I mean, literally chillable red. You can make a, a summertime drink, you know, out of it. It's handy. Um, I think it'd make a good sangria, too. I think you'd make a really good yeah, sangria. That's true. No. Yeah. But nice. It's it's a little different than the kind of bright cherry flavored uh, Oregon Pinots. This one has, I think, a little more body, a little more bottom and depth to it. It's a little fuller tasting to me. I like it. I like it chilled. Yeah, me it's too. Nice. Me too. Um, but yeah, it's perfect. I mean, you can't right now the way it is here where we are in Oklahoma. You can't drink anything that's not cold. I don't think it has to be saying whatever it is. It's got to be chilled. Yeah, because it's just miserable otherwise. So Matua, uh, this is from Marlboro. Um, that's the biggest wine region in New Zealand. Marlboro, like Mar- Marlboro. Yeah, it's tough to say, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Marlboro and Martinboro, two big wine regions in New Zealand. This is the biggest. Lots of Sauvignon Blancs and Pinot Noirs come out of there. Mainly Sauvignon Blancs. That's kind of New Zealand's thing. But you do occasionally see some uh, Pinot Noir, and this is a good one. I think it's a nice little easy yeah. drinking. I mean, it's what they call a porch pounder. In the industry, Ooh, yes. I've seen that. Yeah, which <laughs> was my nickname in high school. So <laughs> saw that on Skinamax. <laughs> it was late night, or you still had to you had to look through like the blurred, like the distortion. On Technically, TV. I think it was like the seventh one, so it was Porch Pounder Seven. <laughs> no, that is a great series name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Porch was, Pounder. The Citizens on Patrol. That another one. <laughs> Trip sure. to Moscow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So a little bit about Iron Giant. This was released August 6th, 1999. Uh, this was directed and co-written by Brad Bird. He co-writes with Tim McCanley's. Uh, Brad Bird uh, actually has gone on to bigger and better things. He yeah. directed The Incredibles for Pixar. 
Um, he directed uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which was actually a pretty good uh, Mission Impossible. I'm actually catching up on those now yeah. for, to go watch the new one. Isn't that where they turned the corner and they started getting actually good yeah. again? Like after the third one, right, with it's, Ghost Protocol? It was they, they reverse jumped the shark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and then he did Tomorrowland with George Clooney, uh, which I have not seen. No. It's not awful, but it's forgettable. Yeah. Which is crazy because it costs like 170 million or something crazy. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, he's, he's done some, some big things he did. And then he did, uh, uh, Incredibles too. So he's, he's done some big stuff since then. He's kind of gone on to have a big career. Um, this is based on the book, the Iron Man. Uh, which was changed for U.S. audiences to help prevent confusion with uh, the obvious superhero character. Uh, in the 60s, this was British Poet Laureate Ted Hughes. Uh, he supposedly helped, um, wrote, he wrote this book to help his children cope with the death, the suicide of their mother, uh, Sylvia Plath. Oh, wow. So uh, it was kind of a grieving thing for his kids. Uh, voice cast includes Jennifer Aniston, uh, Harry Connick Jr., Eli Marenthal, John Mahoney, Christopher, Christopher McDonald, and Vin Diesel as the voice of Gr- or the Iron Giant. Ah, uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was a box office bomb on release. It grossed $31 million against a budget of 50 but has since become a cult classic and is very widely respected as one of the better animated movies of the last probably 25 years. Yeah. Um, so real quick rundown of the plot. The story is, to me, a basic riff on E.T. Uh, 1957, Sputnik's launched. A young boy named Hogarth Hughes, who's the voice of Marenthal, witnesses an other, otherworldly object crash near his hometown in Maine. Turns out to be an iron giant, a powerful robot with a peaceful and curious personality, but who is nevertheless armed for war. Hogarth and the giant quickly bond, which means he has to keep the beast a secret from everybody, including his single mother, who's the voice of Jennifer Anderson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Soon government agents start poking around, led by the ambitious, paranoid Kent Mansley, which is a great name. That is a great name. <laughs> uh, who hears rumors of that giant and begins snooping around uh, Hogarth's farm and has uh, it becomes intent on destroying the creature, fearing of what it could do to the world. Which has a hint of uh, the day of the earth still. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, in the end, Hogarth uh, allies with Dean, who is voiced by Harry, Con- Harry Connick Jr., who is a hip uh, scrapyard owner with a soul patch, who helps to keep his new best friend safe and also helps give him metal snacks to eat. Um, anyway, that's what I got. So I want to start with Tay. What was your opinion? It was fun. Uh, I don't know. You weren't looking forward to it, and you were like, God bless you, Iron Giant. Because I knew, the only thing I knew about this film, because I do remember it kind of coming out, and it was a big thing because the only reason why it was a big thing for my members, Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. being the voice of it. I knew she was the voice of it, and um, I was like the highlight of Friends. So I knew it was kind of like a, people were really kind of like, oh, hey, this movie, she voices it, yay. I think, because didn't Brad Pitt, wasn't he the voice of something? He did Sinbad. Yeah, that, that's uh, right. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, um, and so I knew that he, that was kind of a thing. But um, I didn't know anything else about it, and I I knew what the giant looked like, and I was like, yeah, it just never floated my boat. Yeah. But after watching it, like I I didn't like it. Ooh. It was um, like, like you said, I didn't really process it, but very et esque. Yeah. And I pretty much got the storyline within the first like, I know it wasn't a Disney film. That's all I was just like, okay, yeah. Well, I'm gonna I figure out what's gonna go on here pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but it was a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It was um, the, short. Yeah. Not, it was it one? It's not a slog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. what, how was it? Eighty six minutes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It was pretty short. An hour twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the story goes by pretty fast. Um, the kid was funny. They kept the adults engaged. The monster was cute. Um, I was I was wondering like, well, when are they eventually going to show this guy as a weapon? Mm-hmm. It was like, and so that I thought that was kind of a cool scene with the little zap gun. Yeah. Um, but it was it was weird because with Disney, sometimes I watch those films and I'm like, okay, this is you have your kid stuff, but then you also have your adult humor. Yeah. I don't know. That, was I just dumb and didn't get like I was like, wow, did they really just make this entirely for children? It was like, like I, 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 as in like, I didn't get any like underlining innuendos or anything like that of like... Not really innuendos. Yeah. There's, a, to me, a lot of references, if, especially from movie fans. You'll get, to me, like a lot of like Flash Gordon, steampunk kind of things. Yeah. Um, you'll get a lot of references to old school, like sci-fi kind of th- stuff. It's like the day the earth stood still is a very clear reference to me where it's like humanity has to learn how to not destroy itself. Right. Yeah. And also the... um, Oh, God. What's... Shit. Oh, the War of the Worlds. Yeah. yeah. With the big tripods walking around yeah. just disintegrating people. Well, and, and I think that's what they were probably trying to go for. They're like, we're trying not to be a cute, funny Disney Simba, you know, kind of movie. We're not trying to do that. But it was so for me, I was like, all right, I kind of like the fact that it's not just like a cute, cuddly little cartoon movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's like I, I can understand why it flopped at the box office mm-hmm. I, because. I think people probably went in there thinking like, oh, I can take my kids. And then, you know, word spread just like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just kind of a weird, you know, it might not be as cute, as cuddly as you're used to. Um, But also what, they're probably going up against the Matrix, you know, at some point in 99. But um, I can understand why this film would be so loved now. I actually liked it. Um, I actually would watch it again. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I kind of do want to watch it again because I was kind of just zoned out watching it. But, um, yeah, because I, I think that's one of those films you can watch again and pick up on little things. Like, there's little, like when you said E.T., I'm like, fuck, that was E.T. Yeah. That was like, that, that, that he, even at the very end, spoilers, you know, it was, whatever he said, it was like uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, there was these little things here that I was like, man, I need to go back and watch Superman. it. Superman. Yeah, Superman. <laughs> so Vin Diesel, I mean, that was big role for him. Taylor made for <laughs> him. Yeah, it was a like big role. Does he say 20 words in the entire... No, and that's why I thought that was a joke because I was like, I was like, oh, because when it came on, I was like, okay, who else was the voice of here? And I was like, oh, man, they actually had some voice actors. And I was like, wait a minute. This is a joke, right? Uh-huh. It was like, Vin Diesel, this is a complete joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, sure enough. That's a fat payday for him. Yeah. Just, yeah. just for that. That's Fast and Furious money right there. Yeah. It's like, dang. All about family. Yeah. But this this was a good film and I, can, I, I, I do can see why, but people were like, this is... You, this is a, a definitely watch and a rewatch for mm-hmm. me, for sure. And, but yeah, you can, like you say, you can see why it bombed because it's like it doesn't fit the template for animated movies. That time yeah. there's no musical numbers, nope. there's no big no Disney songs, songs, right? Exactly. No, no princess. No. Nope. Yeah. It so, gets and it gets a little dark and edgy towards the yeah. end. It gets you know talking about nuclear weapons yeah. and stuff. It, it's 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 a little more dark and edgy sci-fi than what people were ready for. Yeah, I mean, I think even the general says like, "We're gonna die for your country. We're mm-hmm. gonna die." Oh, like, yeah. like, man, you, yeah. really, you don't really hear that in those. You, you, you never heard uh, Timon and Pumbaa say that. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the mom's like, "Yeah, uh, should we run or hide?" And we're like, "Well, it wouldn't matter." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The guy's trying to console her. Is like, "No, nope, we're fucked." Yeah. I, I will say one of the funniest things that I did actually thought was really funny with the. the <laughs> 
<laughs> the very beginning when they're kind of explaining like, oh, we're in this time of war, you know, and um, talking about like, you know, beast, that, that little song where it was like, stand up, beast. Uh, yeah, duck and, and cover. Duck, duck and cover. Oh, yeah. Which is and, a real video. Yeah. And when it explodes and it's just, she's still there. <laughs> it's, it's, like, and it's just like, everything is just gone around her. And she's yeah. like, hey. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> so there was a little bit of a musical number. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, and but again, like you're saying about undertones for adults, it's like that's parodying the uh, oh, yeah. 50s videos, yeah. which was a real thing. Like the nuclear bomb, get yeah. out of your desk. Yeah. As if your desk is going to melt mm -hmm. from a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. So pretty, pretty entertaining there. It's like, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it's just interesting because it's not typical. I mean, it's a, it's almost a typical straightforward story that you could almost see as a live action movie. Yeah. If they didn't have the budget. I mean, obviously this thing would have been $150 million oh, yeah. as a, as a live action movie back then with all the CGI, but they mm -hmm. could do it animated cheaper. Yeah. So it makes sense as that. Who knows? This could be perfect for a reboot. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Vin down Diesel. to see a live action. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would be... Get Brad Bird to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that that was one of the things I was going to talk about is is that... Or, sorry, are you... Oh, yeah. No, no. Wrapped I, up. Uh, one to ten take. What would you say? Ay, 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 ay. Because I'm torn because I, I actually really, really, really liked this film, even though it wasn't like... I wasn't just like super enthralled in it. Mm -hmm. But as for like, it's kind of when I go back when I was like reviewing 21 Grams, like I gave it this bump because I was more just like impressed with like just the filming of it. Mm -hmm. And this is the same way. It's like this was, you know, this was not CGI. This was, you know, I pr presumably uh, not all hand drawn. Because I, I think they said that I had just seen somewhere just before we even watched this that uh, the scene where he's drinking coffee, I think it was like Brad Bird had to like physically draw those because it was so fast. Yeah, the, the, mm. to show him super jittery. Super jittery. He was yeah. like physically, yeah, it, it, I don't know, it was, I don't even remember what it was. It had to like but double the frame rate. To yeah, it, it was something easy. crazy. But, uh, but, because I was, I'm just so torn here. I would say just a seven, just flat out, be like, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I really like this film. But I think just like for the storyline and how different it was, I think it was what kind of threw me off. I'm seven and a half. Yeah. Seven, five. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm I'm on board with yeah. seven and seven and a half. Um, I I would want to give it an eight, but that's just I know, that's me was... being nerdy. But seven and a half sounds right. Yeah, mm -hmm. eight too. Um, yeah. While I was watching this, I was thinking it would you know make a great live action. I I just want to see again them not change any scene whatsoever. Go ahead and film it exactly like it's animated, and then you can pad it with an extra thirty minutes here or there to flesh out some more of the characters. Yeah, maybe have some other you know quirky happenstance that happened, you know, whatever. But I, I you know, I, I dislike the adaptation and somebody's always like, well, we've already seen that. Let's try this again in a different way. Yeah. Like, and it rarely goes well. Yeah. But having said that, uh, I like this movie so much that I went back and I actually read the uh, book that it's based on. Oh. But it's just kind of like a 70, 80 page kind of a short story with like illustrations and it's not as good. Like this is the better version. Mm -hmm. You're you're seeing the best version on screen. Yeah. Um. I liked all the weird stuff, like the uh, like the cartoon. Um, yeah. That you were talking about with the the uh, <laughs> about hiding under your desks. Um. But I also liked the um, what the black and white movie he was watching, where like the brain was scooting across. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, it you know obviously this takes place in the fifties. Um, and it's you know all during somewhat that the red scare and the, yeah. the cold war and all that jazz it was sputnik clearly but uh but it just reminded me i'm like oh, okay yeah this just puts me deeper into 
the the decade in which this is happening. It's just, you know, it's kind of weird Twilight Zone or, you know, 50 schlock. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just the, the Iron Giant itself. Like, I didn't see this when this came out. Uh, I was one of those that didn't see it until probably, you know, five, seven years later. Yeah. And then after I saw it, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. It was on TV. And then I watched it again. And I, you know, watched it piecemeal until I finally sat down and I saw the entire thing. And I'm like, no, this is fucking good. I like this. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the book is actually just super weird. There's just like really, um, quick happenstance where, uh, Hogarth meets the iron giant and back and forth. And then like the townspeople, uh, know about it and are like, Oh, this is crazy. It's, you know, it gets electrified. They, I think they bury it or something. And then it keeps coming back and they finally go, we should just call the government and have them blast it with anti-tank shells. And they're like, well, wait, hold on. We'll put him in the scrapyard, and then he didn't bother anybody. And then there was, like, some weird alien dragon that came to Earth. Ooh. And they had to get the Iron Giant to help them, you know, kick it off the planet. And yeah. he did, but in, like, a really weird way. But it just wasn't... Probably best they left that part out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it got... Sounded cool, but it was weird. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so th this was this was the best version. And I love... Uh, oh, shit. Um. What's his name? Yeah, Christopher McDonald is Kent Mansley. Yeah. Shooter oh, yeah. McGavin. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> and I'd, I'd never Perfect. noticed it until this because I was watching it on Prime. And so I would keep the great thing about watching on Amazon Prime is that you can hit the pause button and it will pop up and tell you all the actors that are in a scene. Mm -hmm. So I kept doing that. And I'm like, oh my God, that's cool. That's that guy. All right, sweet. Um, but I realized it's Shooter McGavin that's Kent Mansley. And his big thing in Happy Gilmore is when uh, what Jaws is the guy that played Jaws is behind him and he turns around and he goes, well, why don't you just shut up? Oh my God. <laughs> and they pull the same joke when he's talking shit. He's like, yeah, it's a big metal monster or whatever. And, the, and he's Kent Mansley's going to sit back in his car and he looks to the side and his passenger side has a bite taken out. Yeah. And he does the same. Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, I never would have caught that if I hadn't have looked at... It's a nice know, callback. Yeah. I hadn't realized that. I think, what, Happy Gilmore was probably like 96, I think? Somewhere 95. Yeah, 95 or 96. So... I think Mr. Deeds was 99. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I like that uh, little part. I, I thought Hogarth great, was great, um, Harry Connick Jr., and I never knew it was um, Jennifer Aniston that did the... I couldn't really tell until I saw, like you said, the, the cast list. I, yeah. It didn't really sound See, like I, that. I, yeah, I didn't know who she was, but I just remember... I, I just remember from the advertisements of, like, you know, the, the movie trailers was like, oh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston, the voice of so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So, But I do think this is some of um, the earliest examples of CGI and animation together because I think the, the Iron Giant is mostly all CGI in the animated world, like, especially when he's, like... Um, had exploded and was coming back together and it, yeah. like, the gears pop out so we can get his arm back in. Yeah. Um, I just thought he was cool. I like the fact that they referenced comic books and Superman and he wanted to be more like Superman and at the end they'd had that callback. And then obviously right at the beginning he gets blown apart by the train and you're like, oh shit, he can put himself back together. Mm -hmm. And then they don't mention it again until the very end of the movie. You're like, oh, that's so sad yeah. that he blew up. And then all of a sudden they've got the one little little thing that that was a nice touch at the end. You're like, oh, sweet. He's back. Yeah. It doesn't end on a downer yeah. for you. But uh, I also looked up because this was uh, 
movie was mentioned in Ted Lasso, one of the last seasons or something. It was like the, the team is sitting there watching it before like a game and uh, Lasso is about to leave and he tells Coach Beard, he's like, all right, you're going to need to watch out around minute 75 because you're going to have a whole room full of grown crying men. <laughs> and Beard just like grabs a Kleenex, puts it out in front of himself. He's like, yep, and I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> I was like, I was watching this too. I was like, all right, where's minute 75? <laughs> and it's right where the Iron Giant's telling Hogarth, he was like, all right, I go, you stay, no following. Yeah. And I was like... I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, coach. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So I thought it was good shit. Uh, it's a, it's at least a seven, five. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it's an eight. Yeah. Cause I, I love, um, uh, again, for some reason, and I've said this in the other two podcasts that we've already done, but, uh, I, I put this movie somewhat somehow in the same realm as sky captain in the world of tomorrow and the Rocketeer. Steampunk. Yeah. It's all in that kind of genre. But it's also, um, I love Brad Bird because he went on to do The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. His other works, maybe not as great, but I want Brad Bird to direct my Fantastic Four movie, Ooh. live action. Yeah. That's what I need out of him. Yeah. I can see that. So what do you think about Iron Giant? With Christopher McDonald's Doctor Doom. Ooh. <laughs> Christopher McDonald? It's <or laughs> Ralph Waltz. Uh, Shooter McGavin. Actually, I'm hoping it's going to be Adam Driver as... Uh, is doom yep, but i don't do. know if he wants to play a whole other, other kylo yeah. ren uh you know or maybe he does maybe he wants some a little bit of redemption yeah um yeah i'm an eight out of ten as well i enjoyed it i saw it like not long after it came out on on dvd and i liked it then it was just it was quirky it bucked the trend i liked it because of probably why it didn't do well yeah it's different I enjoyed the voice cast. I mean, I and I'm a sucker for traditional animation. I know that there's CGI, but this entire movie has the feel of traditional. They even yeah. distress the Iron Giants animation to make it look hand drawn. They kind of give it that sort of jittery imperfection. Yeah. So that you wouldn't, unless I think unless somebody told you it was CGI, I don't I don't know that you would necessarily know, except maybe the glow of the eyes. Yeah. See, I didn't think any of it was CGI. I mean, I I assumed maybe that time that was kind of going that way, but it was like I thought it was all, especially with Brad Bird, because I think he did a lot of Simpsons stuff early on too. Mm-hmm. He did. It was like I, I I just assumed it was all hand hand done. Yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of other movies I think we should watch are like the the animated Atlantis and. Um, Treasure Planet, and there's something else. Oh, and the Sinbad, because those are all movies that they did right at the end of normal animation being popular and right before they went into CGI. Transition. Because they used a lot of both. Because Sinbad didn't make a lot of money when it came uh, out. And I don't think Treasure Planet did all that great. I it's, think people were expecting the comedians. It's just uh, a retelling of, of Treasure Island, but it's, I mean, I, I caught it on TV only like, I don't know. Six, seven years ago, and I was like, oh, Treasure Planet's kind of fucking dope. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it more. I think I would have been a seven the first time I saw it. I think I'm an eight now because it's like I got a lot more of the references and stuff that yeah. they, they do. And, you know, I even, like, enjoy the quality of the animation that much. I, I love the little details and expressions of the characters. It's like for hand-drawn, it has a lot of depth to it. There's a lot of emotions that come out of the characters. And it, it almost feels a little bit like anime, like the, the, the feel yeah. of the animation, the characters' faces and stuff. There's a little bit of anime to me. Um, what is it, Spirited Away, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. And, and someday, yeah, I'll definitely show it to my kids. Oh, yeah. For, for uh, I did write down all of the names that Kent Mansley called Hogarth. There was Sport, Slugger, Chief, Cowboy, Ranger, Scout, Buckaroo. Uh, I really like that one. Buckaroo. Tiger, Buddy, and Champ. 
<laughs> All very 50s names. Yeah. Um, what kind of name is Hogarth, by the way? What a cruel yeah. thing to name it's one, it's one that you remember? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like growing up, there was a girl in my school named Melody. Wasn't Melody. It wasn't Mel- Melanie. It was Melody. Yeah. And it's like, your parents didn't like you, did they? No. I had. You're my, doomed. My aunt had a uh, a girl in her one of her classes. She was a teacher for I think second grade, but um, one of her the girls in her class was named Shithead, <laughs> and she'd be like, "Wait, it can't be right. This is Shithead." Like it's pronounced Shithead. Mm. And again, there, yeah. They're like, it's spelled shithead, but it's, no, it's Shithead. And that was an actual factual name. I was like, mm-hmm. no fucking way. Jesus. Interesting. Well, That's amazing. Yeah. I just, I, I want to be Sounds like you got a name, for the Todd, for the, for the upcoming, uh, <laughs> exactly. upcoming shithead. Yeah. And actually for the twins, do each pronunciation. Yeah. Ooh, shithead yeah. and Shithead. Shithead. Mm-hmm. Very proud we are of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, this has been another episode of Cinema Fino. Sean Jordan couldn't be with us this week because Fuck him. he is actually in a runaway uh, hot air balloon right now. Yes. We're not sure. Where he called the authorities. They did not believe it after the whole balloon boy thing. Yeah. They thought he was going to be another balloon boy. Well, so they, and you know, they were, we were, people were worried that it was China. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. it's like there, there's, there's a lot get of... shot down. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we've lost the tracking on him. Mm-hmm. He's but, somewhere off the coast of Maine, right? Yeah. But... How do they go to the bathroom in those things? They just the sit side. on a little I mean, wicker basket that I imagine kind of looks like a, a picnic basket. No, I mean... I, the I, world I, is your chamber pot. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's like, yeah, it's just like a... A porta potty. You just yeah. open the bottom and you just let it go out. You just go you over the side and whistle while you're doing it. Kind of sounds like a dream. Yeah, man. yeah. It's just like no, no splashback, and then just a, a, like a kiss of wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on your nethers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you when he gets back. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? Just a kiss of wind on your nethers. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Um, I'm done talking. <laughs> next up, we got Clue. Which whose pick was that? I think it was Sean's. I it might have been Sean's. Yeah, so we'll have to get him back down to earth. We'll have to get a, get a BB gun. <laughs> yeah. and start bringing that thing down. <laughs> um, but yeah, great movies. Only drunker. You got T.O. Tim Jones, Travis Bud. So, but if he was having trouble like coming down from the balloon, would you really want to shit off the side and lose weight and then keep going up, or do you think he's just like stockpiling it in a corner to like help the weight? You don't want to lose. All right. Anyway, so we'll guys, next yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> food for thought. Um, but yeah, be sure to uh, give us some comments on that on, on how you think uh, uh, Sean's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> is he pooping in there or is he pooping over the edge? Lots That's of fiber nice. one bars. Lots yeah. of lots of brand help bring that thing down. <laughs> okay, great movies. Drunker. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website is at cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.